The first rule of Fight Club Minute is we do talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club Minute is we do talk about Fight Club. The third rule of Fight Club Minute, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the minute is over. Fourth rule, only one guest to a minute. Fifth rule, one minute at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirt, no shoes. Seventh rule, minutes will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first time listening to Fight Club Minute, enjoy the show. I am Jack's 44th minute. I start with, you do not talk about Fight Club. And I end with the flat, hard packing sounds over the yelling. I'm your host, Bubba Wheat. My co-host can't remember if I ordered pens with blue ink or black ink. Lance Stanford, how are you doing today? Good. The pen is blue. The pin- Oh, wrong movie. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and joining us is someone who is a god for 30 minutes whenever he podcasts with us, James Anderson. How are you doing today? Well, I mean, I'm doing great now. <laughs> what is what an intro? Like, all right, this is I could get used to this. <laughs> of course, you know, I've <laughs> always got to build up the guests. <laughs> if we didn't have guests, well, what would we be? Just two guys talking about a movie. <laughs> and you know, if, for people listening to this show, they they know what my usual Wednesday question is, but. Uh, because of the timing, I decided to flip things around just a little bit. And so today I'm going to ask you the, you know, about the, the fact that Fight Club has kind of attached itself or, you know, the, the toxic masculinity community has kind of attached itself to this mute, uh, this movie. And so I, I like to counter that by having guests give examples of uh, positive masculinity, whether it's in in movies, TV shows, or or even real life examples. So, so James, can you can yeah. you share one of those examples with us? Um, sure. Uh, last episode we talked about Elton John, so I think I'm going to go with my music. I came up with three, just you know, have have ready. Uh, I, Freddie Mercury, I think, is an example of of positive masculinity. Very like when I picture Freddie Mercury, I picture like a man mm-hmm. leading a crowd, you know, whatever. But like. He never, as far as I, you know, as as far as my experience of him, he, it was never like, you know, don't show your emotions, don't you know, share your feelings. It was, you know, be a man, share what's going on, you know, whatever. And I, I think that uh, one of the positive, uh, most positive masculine uh, sort of brands, I guess, uh, I think is 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 definitely Freddie Mercury for me. Nice, that's a good one. All right. Um... Well, let's go ahead and jump into today's minute. So we get the rest of the rules of Fight Club. And, you know, we already talked about the second one in, in the last minute. So uh, going into the third rule, you know, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. Like, what What do you guys think about this this rule? It's a, it's a mercy rule, you know, instead of just sitting there just beating the bricks off of somebody and continuing to beat them up like when they're done they're they're done and i think that's a, a very gentleman way i guess to approach it like because the, the fight's not about the violence of the fight um i know there's people out there that'll argue and disagree and by all means please do like comment let me know but uh you know it's like no this is just about two guys fighting and when it's done it's done you don't need to 
You don't need to kill anybody here. Right. I had two two I had a thought um with the at the point of the third rule and a thought at the point of the seventh rule, which seems to sort of contradict the third rule, uh, which we can get to. <laughs> For me, the third rule, uh, I would just tap out immediately. And I know that's not the feeling of Fight Club, but like if I have to fight on the first night, as we say on the final, eighth and final, and I'm not feeling fighty, like why would I be at the fight club? That's that's a great question. But I feel like that's a rule that immediately I would take, I would make full advantage of and probably get just tossed right out. Like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> we haven't started yet. Okay, well, let's start. Are we started. I'm done. Like, it's not, <laughs> no, thank you. But maybe that's, maybe that's why I'm not part of this sort of uh, culture. <laughs> and, and I think it's interesting that, you know, a lot of people break the first two rules of Fight Club, but it's, it's Tyler, well, technically jack but you know they're they're the same person they they are the ones that end up breaking the third rule of fight club with uh, right. angel face later in the movie right um the third rule isn't in the book there's only seven rules and so i think that have you guys talked about the you know if you mix orange juice and gasoline together you get napalm sort of stuff yeah how Edward Norton changed some of the ingredients to make it so that it wouldn't work because he didn't feel right about telling people how to make bombs and stuff. I actually hadn't heard that it was, I I mean, I heard it was junk. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was, maybe it was, maybe it was, I think it was like studio. Yeah. You know, I I don't remember who, like whatever I read, I don't think it attributed to any one specific person. It was just like, you know, they, you know, they as a whole decided right. that it was not a good a good idea. And I figured that, you know, that that was a combination of, you know, the studio and right. probably several other people. This feels like that. This feels like, so you're going to go and start your own fight club, huh? Well, don't forget the third rule, which we put in the movie in case you start, like, it's like a, a Superman can only fly with his cape or whatever, like where it's like, okay, but don't jump out. You're not. Fight Club is has a mercy rule, so you have to have a mercy rule if you're going to be like us. It's almost like a a, a CYA uh, mm-hmm. added rule, um, which is why it feels to me like I was why when we get to the seventh rule, it, it I'm like, but if they go on as long as they have to, what if one person feels like it has to go on and the other person is tapping out? Like, doesn't it feel like there's a conflict there? Um, and that's because in the book there wasn't one because that <laughs> this was not there is no mercy rule, and I think that is one of the huge differences um yeah that was added to this movie i i hadn't thought you know i I hadn't thought about that and i I don't know i i feel like it it is i think you know besides like the the studio rule i i think it does feel like it like the movie goes doesn't necessarily go out goes out of its way but there is a lot of elements to show that Tyler is not just a sadist. Right. Like, because there's, you know, this rule, there is the, the, the human sacrifice where they show that the gun wasn't loaded. There's, you know, they, all the damage and destruction until we get to Bob's death. It, it's always very specifically like no one is there they're not hurting anybody they're only causing physical like they're only causing property damage right and he, he went over to save marla's life you know like that i mean there's probably other reasons but you know he he because they make the quote later on if he would have just let her die and 
he doesn't. So I think, yeah, there is a quality to Tyler that is generous. Generous isn't the right word, but, um, you know, he, we've talked a lot about dads and things on this. Um, <laughs> but, you know, talking about how I, I think he doesn't want to be like his, like their father of, hey, no, do this, do this. You're like, no, hey, kind of, you can still survive. You can still live your life, but you're doing it my way, but not with reckless, reckless abandon. You know, there is, there is method to the madness. And I, I think that's kind of what, what it shows. I mean, I know it's a, a studio rule, but I think it, I think it works. I think it for sure adds something to the, um, we're fighting, but, but in a, but like in a loving way, like a kind of like, <laughs> we're, you know, I care, like you care about the other person, even as you're, you're beating the crap out of him. Like, yeah, we're, um, we're doing this it, for us. We're not right. doing the, like, we're not doing this to hurt each other. We're doing this to make each other feel alive. Right. And it's, yeah. and it's not when you want to fight, it was a great feeling. It was fighting was a great feeling, win or lose. And yeah. so, the the lose you know the the losers as it were the first person to tap out or whatever w- had an an you know is reported as having a a great experience as well and that ha- you know if if you if you if you kill someone they don't get that's not a great experience um well and we see yeah. with the exception of the angel fight angel face like almost every fight we see they shake hands or hug or something afterwards so right yeah. Uh, and then the the fourth and fifth rule that they, they kind of go together in a way, you know, only two guys who have fights, one fight at a time, fellas. And I, I do like the addition of of the fellas at the end, yeah, because I, I feel like that that adds a lot of context to yeah. this with, and it's just so quickly, and you know, Brad Pitt just, just says it so casually, yeah. like it, it it feels so natural, and so you can tell that the way he says that that this is a problem that's happened in the past. <laughs> right. Well, or he that, knows he it could be. Chuckle, you know, yeah. after he says, you know, get a couple of guys kind of chuckling, which is a weird moment. I mean, not weird enough to take you out of the movie, but yeah, it's like, you said, like, obviously there's a story there. There's, right. you know, something happened and I, it makes me think like there was trial and error right. in, in, in fight club. And like, at first it was like, yeah, okay, everybody just fight. And yeah. then, yeah. They realized okay that's that's not gonna work the uh the two guys that uh only two guys to a fight is a very interesting rule in this movie given how fight club started with you know i want you to hit me as hard as you can i think it would have been a very interesting thing to say no more than two guys to a fight <laughs> <laughs> uh allowing for uh a less than two situation yeah, because <laughs> technically by this rule, <laughs> you know, once the rules are in place, you will never see another Tyler versus Jack fight again. Right. Yeah. I I like to think, you know, you, he sort of, pres- the, the rules that Tyler and I decided presents it sort of whole cloth. I think it makes much more sense for them to have, the you know, first rule is hit me as hard as you can. Okay. We need more rules than this. Uh, <laughs> don't talk about Like, you know, we like, and gradually, uh, no, no, one time at a fight, one fight at a time because of remember that brawl that got us kicked out of the target. Like it, you know, <laughs> it you have to establish these things. Uh, oh, I think it's more like because it, it's always been at at least as we see it, it's it's always been in the 
parking lot of Lou's right. Tavern until it moved down below. So like, right. I I would imagine that, yeah, one time it just you know, yeah. turned into just this this brawl and then the police <laughs> came and had to break it up. Right, right. And like two guys got arrested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's weird to see the mechanic with hair. Um, and I never realized that. But watching it this time, I was like, I'm used to seeing him as a space monkey. Um, it feels like he's wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I that yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I definitely you know he looks so different and yeah and also like just the fact that he's in the background and, yeah and all that stuff um and then you know going into the sixth rule no shirt no shoes I, I think that's I mean no shirt I think that's that's not necessarily a safety rule and more just um kind of like it, it removes a, a any sort of advantage like it's Sure. that's that's a rule that's that makes sense for fighting because you don't have the you know a loose shirt to for somebody to grab onto and it's right. you know just in your pants and the the no shoes that feels like it could be a, a safety rule so right you know you right. could have somebody with steel toe boots on. yeah exactly yeah. yeah see i always i mean yeah the safety part but you know i also always thought it was kind of a riff on you know no shoes no shirt no service right uh, which was i i mean i guess still is a thing yeah um, you can tell i go to a lot of stores i don't know <laughs> it's yeah and so like that's the you know since we are so anti the establishment and anti their rules like if you don't have shoes or shirt you can't go into there but the, right. we encourage it here and you can come here and you know not have shoes and shirts so uh, in my mind it always is kind of like a double double thing yeah yeah, and, I, and even think, though it's not part of the rules, like they they show the shots of you know the the guy taking off his belts and the the, the guy yeah. taking off his wedding ring. Yeah, just to hell. again, that's that's like this additional like safety. These are like almost the unspoken rules, like right. no rings, no belts. But I think okay, the the shirt thing. Uh, I think that it's all of those things that we established. I think there's also a. Uh, if you're going to swim in this pool, you can't wear your shirt because just show your body. There's sort of a body like, listen, this isn't about that. Just take off your shirt. It's it's sort of like a shirt versus skins. Like this is it's there's a you know, there's a we're all sure like it's sort of a removing of an armor or a shield sort of like this is my body kind of deal that mm -hmm. I think is sort of one of the unspoken like men seeing each other you know, in various levels of, we're going to see like an, you know, a naked advertisement in the next minute. Like there's a level of like uh Grecian wrestling here that I think that taking off your shirt is, is kind of like, don't be weird about taking off your shirt. We're all <laughs> going to do it. It's actually a rule. Like Bob didn't take yeah, his shirt. We're off. all, we're all That's, equal here. Right. Bob didn't take his shirt off. And that is, uh, you know, it's breaking the rule, but uh I think it's I an wonder, appropriate exception, you know, an exception. You know, they make an exception for Bob. I think that the wedding ring in the pocket shot is one of the most interesting things to show because it's a close up on the wedding ring going into the pocket. But there's a thing about there's, you know, Fight Club is your commitment. Fight Club is your it, you've made a vow to Fight Club. You have made mm -hmm. there is no connections to 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 marriage or or anything, any commitment you've made up there down here. And I know it's because, you know, also don't hit each other with metal objects on your fingers. But I think that the shot of like, 
it's almost like uh taking your ring off to go to a bar like so that you can pick up people uh it's there's sort of that thing going on where it's like i'm alone in you know i'm a free agent in this fight it's not like i have a wife at home i'm here and 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 you know i don't have any sort of symbols to show that well and it's also like a you know we keep talking about how like the ring is for your but it's actually also for the person's safety like i i used to um i think i've mentioned on here like i used to work at the railroad and we were not allowed to wear rings because if that gets caught on something it rips your finger off and so you know if you're fighting and your ring gets caught on something boom you know like and so i think it's uh uh, both sides of the the fight thing because it's you know i've had my ring get caught on stuff and you know yeah hurts (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and another moment that that I love is, um, well, actually, I guess the you know the seventh rule we've kind of touched on a lot is the fights will go on as long as they have to. And I, I think that, you know, I, James, you mentioned that that you I feel mean. like it's <laughs> it, it's it's for like one, you know, the the the, the victor, but at, at the same time, I I think. It's more like, you know, if you have two people that are on equal footing and they drag the fight out, it's it's like, you know, they they need this. You know, one of yeah. them needs to go until the fight is over. And we're not gonna say, no, you have to stop your fight because we got other people that need to fight. That you okay. know, it it is it's like, yeah, they 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 need this fight. And if it has to go an hour for them then it, it goes in an hour for them and if nobody else gets to fight then you know at least they got their fight in right i think it's kind of so in the 90s because i'm sure a lot of our listeners weren't alive back then but back <laughs> in the day um like in the 90s boxing was huge huge mm-hmm. probably like the biggest it's ever been um with like the tyson and the roy jones and vander holyfield people like that like um, well, it might have been bigger back in Muhammad Ali. Either, either way, right? Boxing was huge in the '90s, and you know, boxing is twelve rounds, like three minute rounds, and you're done. But if you look at like boxing in the 1800s, you know, late 1800s, early part of the 19th, uh, or late part of the 19th, early part of the 20th century, boxing would go on for hours. Like they didn't yeah. have round. I mean, they had rounds, but it was there wasn't a cap on it. And, and I think what Tyler's doing here is almost hearkening back to that, like, you know, whatever it takes to get the job done, that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, you're, you may be used to watching, you know, 12 rounds go by and do whatever, but no, like it's, it, and I think that's kind of cool because there are some boxers. Um, I just blanked on his name. Um, the guy like, can't read or write his own name. Uh, I forgot his name. He's but like when he boxes, he just like runs around the whole time and until you get tired and they'll come in and pop, 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 pop. Yeah. And you know, I think Tyler's like, no, we're you can't beat the clock on this. Like you have to beat each other. Oh yeah. Uh, and I think that's uh you know, I, I mean, not that I've ever been like a huge boxing fan or huge UFC fan or anything, but you know, and I think that's um kind of going back into the the people who have claimed this movie at this point you know that you know like i'm not saying 100 but the venn diagram of like diehard ufc people and toxic masculinity there is there is there's some overlap there yeah. um 
and you know that it's like oh yeah no we have five rounds three minutes and that's it but no it's you you go until somebody can't go anymore and i think that right. it's weird to say i think that's cool uh but i do think it is like you said harkening back um to how fights used to be like yeah when men were men and so you know, <laughs> right the, the twirly mustaches and put your right. dukes up <laughs> right exactly do you think that there's something to the idea? Because we talked, you talked about like if this is the only fight that happens tonight because it goes on for for so long because these two these two gentlemen are carved out of wood. Um, that do you think there's something to it's 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 therapeutic even just to watch, like that oh, there's yeah. a there's a yeah. like a spectator part of it. I mean, even in this, you know, we see. I I think it it's fascinating that everybody in the crowd is actively watching the fight and it's like it extremely pumped up except for tyler and jack right because everybody is like you know screaming pumping their fists cheering for them and then we see tyler and he's just lighting a cigarette casually like yeah. not you know not even looking at the fight because he's looking at a cigarette and right. jack is watching the fight but he has this expression on, on his face and it like to me it reads more like he's looking at it with like this this pr level of pride for yeah. you know look like look at what we've accomplished like he's looking right. at the fight club as a whole like look at what this has become and right. the, look at what Tyler and I have created yeah i love your verbiage there um that they when you said they're cheering them on because it you know like watching boxing or ufc you're like i'm rooting for conor mcgregor right. or i'm for this person but in this fight they're not rooting for the individual they're rooting for the experience i feel yeah. like and yeah uh you, you know and whereas a lot of movies that have fights you know there's always like, all right man i got a 20 on this person even even in like shang chi in the underground fight club like right they're betting on people right. uh but here like like you said they're rooting for them as a whole they're rooting mm -hmm. for the the therapy the release the the moment and i think that's I mean, it's no secret. Like this is obviously based on support groups. This is right. their support group, and I feel like that's their Fight therapy. You know, they're they're clapping at the end. It's like, hey, you guys are awesome. It wasn't, man, James, you beat the bricks off Bubble Week. Good job. It's like, no, <laughs> right. Came together and had this moment, and it was beautiful. And yeah, right. And yeah, they're not like holding fistfuls of dollar bills, betting on, right, <laughs> betting on who's going to win. Feels like a ninth rule would eventually become no gambling. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that takes away that that makes it not about what it should be about. And yeah, it, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't comment on flat hard packing sounds and how <laughs> fighting is just a substitute for. What's the language rule on this on this show? Um, uh, we try PG thirteen. Okay, fighting is is uh is just a substitute for having sex and like and and the physical act of sort of passion and emotion and the, and just like, it's, you know, it's manly, it's fighting, you're punching each other, but also, you know, I'm, I'm hugging you, but I'm also hitting you sort of, sort of deal. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the same sound as clapping cheeks. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's, it's, there's a whole, I mean, there's, um, there's a whole, you could probably read paper after paper after paper about, you know, all of the things going on here, but like, yeah, I think it, 
it's yeah it's it's so interesting that it makes the uh ink pen color the most dumb like he couldn't remember if you ordered black or, or blue who cares mm. like it you, like as an audience member i'm like that's the dumbest distinction like so what <laughs> like what, <laughs> what i mean i know it matters i guess but like it's so funny it's like he, it's not even he couldn't remember what drink you ordered if it was the maitre d couldn't remember what you'd ordered that's a different thing yeah. But what color your ink pens were or what color your, you know, whatever is, is such an inane, like it's, a, it harkens back to the beginning where it was like, you know, I cared about, I jobbed and I just, you know, was a busy businessman who only cared about business sort of guy. And and, and I do think it's interesting that's that the first fight that we see is someone that has a connection to right. Jack's character in the you know outside of Fight Club. This is right. somebody that that works in his building in his office. He he is a much lower level employee. You know, uh, yeah. Jack is like, you know, he's an office drone, and Ricky is like basically the mail guy. But like, so that that brings up a point. Um, sorry that like because yeah. we talked about it a while back about how Jack's boss probably wouldn't be invited to fight club because of right. hierarchy and hate. but to to ricky like jack is to ricky what his boss is to him right but i mean i guess like i guess like the glass ceiling or you know whatever the the penthouse is where we cut it off right you know it's it's kind of interesting because you would think ricky would be like oh this is this is the a-hole who orders black ink all the time or <laughs> whatever um you know if he is like like you said like the mailroom guy the the office gopher or whatever you know he probably sees jack the same way jack sees his body you know, like oh right. dude wars cornflower oh my gosh so real quick real quick i should have talked about this yesterday i was uh I, so i i substitute teach at my kid's school like once a week just to help out and i, I was in there uh helping out i was in fifth grade helping out we were sitting down to eat lunch and somebody's like, oh, hey, do you get like, not to me, to like what the, the two of the teachers were talking. And one of them was like, oh, hey, is that a new lunchbox? She's like, yeah, really good. Like my husband got it, but I had to tell him, you know, exactly which color I wanted. And <laughs> I picked the cornflower blue and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I got really excited. And then I looked around and realized the people I was with, I was like, there's no way. Because yeah. no I, I really, it took all I had to go. It must be Tuesday. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. real, real sad then. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Although, like with with Ricky and Jack in the workplace, I I get the feeling that you know that that type of office workplace, there are different levels of office drones that you know you yeah. you have like the the Karens that you know even like the male Karens, Chads or whatever you want to call them mm -hmm. that that would not be invited to fight club, even though they were on the same level as Jack. And then right. I think Jack is someone that, you know, he doesn't care about his work. He just does the work and, you know, he treats everybody below him just fine. And right. like, he's not, he's not an ass to, to right. anybody. And he, in, in a different, in a different world, he could be friends with Ricky outside of, the office right like he he doesn't he's not the type of person that thinks that you know that the mailroom people are below him right yeah well and even like when you look at restaurant people like um if you're like front of house and back of house yeah they'll like they'll hang out together kind of but they're still like this 
like back of house is usually resentful of front of house and front of house like they're the same level but they're not and i think that's kind of kind of what this is it's like through our shared misery or hatred for cornflower tie guy or whatever you know yeah. like um you know it's yeah i i think like it's just kind of we both work this job then we both you know come in clock in do the thing go home like let's let's do something you know almost the yeah they can relate like hey man i know what you're going through because i yeah. mean maybe jack started off there where ricky was and moved up right or, you know we, we don't we don't know but yeah i can i can definitely see the the connection there you know because it's one of those like hey I may be your boss, but I'm not like the boss. I'm not the guy making <laughs> I'm, I'm thirty cool billion guy. a year. Like, yeah. yeah. How do you think Ricky got involved in Fight Club? Do you think it's just an it's a small world, we drink at the same bar sort of deal, or is he a pre don't talk about Fight Club? Hey, I think there's a place that you would feel like. How does how does someone from your workplace get involved in your secret underground Fight Club? I think he saw the bruises and stuff. Oh, okay, and. Yeah. You know, may have actually asked me like, "Hey, man, like, what, what, what's up with that?" Right. And you know, I can see Jack being like, "Well, come by lose on a Saturday night, and you'll you'll see." Right. You know, so maybe kind kind of both, like yes and no, not to not to give a big <laughs> answer. Right. 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 Yeah. You know, I, I think it was kind of like because it's you know, um, I think we've all been there. Like the first time you hang out with work friends, you're always kind of like. Like, do they go as hard as I do? Do they go harder? Right. Like, are they cool? Like, am I going to get some political rant out of them? So it's like, uh, hey, yeah, just come out of the bar. Yeah. And we'll see what's up. And then yeah. I think once you get to the bar, then it's like, all right. You know, after they have a few beers. And um, and to, to harken back to an earlier minute, you know, when he's, when Tyler's like, well, just ask. I think, it, you know, he kind of got around to it. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Just ask. Like, <laughs> this is what's going on. So. That's my yeah. head cam. I, I like that. Uh, the name of the bar is Lose, and I think that that's really funny because it's like win or lose. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's sort of, it's sort of an interesting thing. Like we all go to lose to fight, and yeah, uh, yeah that's <laughs> we don't cool, go to win, cool, we go uh, to lose. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've I never. <laughs> I hadn't <laughs> thought of it like that. You saying that I, I had not brought that up and didn't yeah. think about that when, like, whenever we talked about lose Tavern as a whole. But that, that's 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 pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, and then we have the the eighth and final rule: the if this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. And and again, this this kind of this rule kind of ties into the first two rules, and and that that they end up talking about a bit later on. If, you know, if if this is your first night at Fight Club, then you know people were breaking the first two rules, right? Well, I think it's kind of like the all right, you broke the rules, you're in it. Like, welcome to Thunderdome. If you're going to break the rules, you're going to have to. If, if you're going to be here, you're going to have to be here. It's also like <laughs> trial by fire too. Yeah. yeah. If this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight the person that told you about Fight Club. <laughs> That's a hell of a referral program, right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And again, yeah, that, that I, kind of goes back to like the, the juvenile nature of this. It's like, you know, if, if you're going to be here, you're going to be here. You're not just going right. to sit in the wings because again, like yeah. in, in this case, it's actually the opposite of like those support groups because in, in most support group settings, they're like, you know, if, 
if this is your first time here, you don't feel comfortable sharing, that's perfectly right. fine. You can just watch and right. listen and take it all in. Like we're not here yeah. to force you to do anything, but in fight club, yeah, you're forced to fight. You've <laughs> you're here, you're in it, you're in it all the way. After and, and you're in your nonconformist group is such a funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and I also love that this camera shot, like as soon as yes. Tyler finishes the the rules, then we get this camera move that's the that in a way like realistically the camera like goes past past his head, but it it's like it's going into Tyler's head and this yes. fight is happening inside his head. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's you know kind of like you were talking about when uh, Jack looks on like it's yeah it's showing like okay this is what Tyler did this is his thing and now we see like the proud the proud father like okay this is this is what I did and so yeah, yeah. I think I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying about the way the narrator was looking at it also yeah for sure and and I also think that there is a you know, a definitive shift in the way that not only the fights are shot, but the way the fights are being fought. Because it, it like if you compare this to the first fight with Jack and Tyler, like they didn't know what they were doing. They they were just like <laughs> screwing around. Like the, it looked like a wrestling match, it, yeah. you know, that's it's with two kids in the, you know, two teenagers in the backyard. Right. This feels like a fight. Right. Well, and I think that goes to the the quote, um, where it's like, you know, you came, you came in as a, a pile of clay, and you get molded, and you know, you know, and so I think it's it's one of those things. Anything that you do, you're gonna get better at, you know, like yeah. like if they were playing basketball by this point, they'd be draining threes and dunk contests and stuff like that. But yeah, um, yeah, because they're just. They're just learning a, a skill, I guess. I, I don't mm -hmm. know. If, I mean, I guess yeah. fighting is a skill. So, you know, what is it? Hundred thousand hours, <laughs> whatever. <we're gonna>, like <laughs> ten thousand hours, yeah. Ten thousand hours, yeah. <laughs> but if you're learning ten things, uh, then it's hundred. You have to, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and also just the way that it's shot too. That this like all the previous like the parking lot fights, they were mostly shot in wides. And this one, we get a lot more close-ups. We get the, the cameras following the action. It's, you know, it's filming it like it's filming a real boxing match. Right. Because yeah. well, it's more personal now, like, because it is mm -hmm. therapy at this point. Like, it was, right. not that it wasn't therapy before, but I think it was more like, now, now though, it, it is official, you know, again, to be. Yeah. To, for to to not be official like it is official now and like this it is a thing and this is how how it is um yeah. and so yeah it's just that that evolution and so it's it's more polished mm. I mean, it's dirtier but it's yeah it's more polished if that mm. if that makes any sense yeah and then the, the kind of the last note that i have is the you know we have ricky versus the the food court at, at the or the food court mater d which I think it's interesting that that the winner, I mean, the the winner of the fight is the one who's named, and the loser right. of the fight is someone who is not named. But at the same time, like Jack knows Ricky because he works with him, so he knew Ricky's name beforehand, and he doesn't necessarily know the food court mater D's name. He's just seen him at the food court. So, right. like in a way, that makes sense. But I I also think that it's it it's probably worth noting that. Ricky is like the winner of the fight is the one that Jack's, 
who Jack remembers his, his name. But later on, it's only in death that you have a name. So it's only right. in Luke that you have <laughs> right. a name. Uh, I also think Ricky is such a funny, like, it's such a diminutive sort of Ricky is such a, like a child, like yeah, a it, child's name. Like that juvenile, juvenilization. Yeah. But it's also a a juvenilization of of Richard or or Dick, like (laughs) it. There, I feel there has to be something like you. Ricky is you know you could Johnny or Jimmy or whatever. There has to be a thing where it's like we chose Ricky because it's Ricky, and uh, that's really funny. That it's the the name character is like he's named and his name brings him down. His name is an insult to him. Yeah, and Ricky Tobby. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's like a mongoose. And the the two of them are played by uh, Ian Bailey, which I'm, you know I've I've mentioned his name before, but I think I had been pronouncing it wrong. But I, I finally like looked up an interview because you know it, it's spelled E I O N, but uh, mm. it's it's pronounced Ian. Um, and he's and the food court maitre D is Joel Bissonette, and uh, Ian Bailey is kind of the more. Uh, successful of the two uh he's he's had several notable roles throughout his career he's he's kind of a a smaller character actor he hasn't had a ton of roles but i you know i first recognize like i didn't recognize him in the movie but whenever i looked him up and i saw a more recent picture i immediately recognized him oh that's pinocchio from once upon a time Um, oh oh yeah okay yep and um he also most recently (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly uh, and his most recent role is a, I think it's a fairly prominent role in an MGM plus show called From which is in its third season and I I did not know that MGM plus was a streaming service that existed until now that's like the only one I don't have <laughs> yeah and huh. Joel Bisonet is, you know, he, he's also just basically a working actor. He has about, you know, 60 uh, IMDb credits, but they're mostly, you know, one-off smaller, right. smaller parts. I didn't really notice any large parts from him since yeah. then. And yeah. that is um, really all the notes that I have. Do either of you have any more notes for this minute? Uh, real quick, I think to go back to, you know, like what we've always what we've been talking about like the the people that have clung on to this movie for all the wrong reasons and things uh, i'm always like well n- name all the rules, name all the rules. <laughs> you know if you're such a you know died in name the three songs and <laughs> name the rules yeah you know, name oh, uh, name all don't, seven don't talk about it. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah in uh, order there's, there's a tra- <laughs> there, there's a trick name in the dwarves it's like this many in and why, and then there's a uh, doc, and then the emotions. There's like three emotions, three the in and why, and doc uh, or something. Um, I used to, but yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like not not to gate like it's totally not in a gatekeeping way. Like oh, right. if you don't know all the rules. You don't you don't like our club. <laughs> you're, you're not like, a true fan of Fight Club. Yeah, uh, you glommed onto this like, for the for the cultural cachet as opposed to the actual work itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, like if you. I mean, if you can't name all the rules, that's cool. But if you're like, oh, blah, 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 macho yeah. man, da, da, yeah. da, like, okay, go for it. That, you know, so. yeah, I've made this my life. This is yeah. this is how I've 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 defined my whole deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never seen it, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I, not to I, well, not I to gatekeep, I agree, but like, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. 
I've, I'm in a, I'm in a uh, graduate program to be a uh, school counselor. And one of the things recently that I, that I learned was there's a positive definition of gatekeeping, which is like, keep kind of people you don't want in the profession out. And I think that, so there's sometimes gatekeeping is not a, not a necessarily bad thing, but yeah. Interesting. Sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, James, for joining thank us you. once again for this Wednesday episode. And uh, one more time, why don't you go ahead and take a moment and let everybody else know where else you can be found online. Sure. I can be found uh, on Twitter at unabashed James. Um, I have just a whole bunch of podcasts and I like to, I love to be guests on other podcasts because I don't have to edit them. <laughs> um, and, uh, I love, and so, but I'll, I'll, I, you know, if you follow me at unabashed James, I tweet about and retweet all the, all the places where I, I am in both shows I do edit or shows that I, um, I am just a guest on. And, uh, that's probably the best place to, to find, uh, all the franchises I'm setting up. All right. We are the fight club minute. You can find us wherever you find great podcasts and things um or where do you find bad podcasts too wherever you find podcasts look for the <laughs> night uh the, not the night nerd that's me i uh, look for fight club minute uh email questions comments concerns shoot us an email fight club minute at gmail.com you can find us individually online you can find my illustrious host everywhere at bubble wheat you can find me everywhere at the night nerd n-i-g-h-t n-e-r-d um we are also part of the rabbit hole podcast network whether it's writing or music or movies or dead people like whatever you want there's a podcast for it uh, a lot of great great stuff out there just look up rabbit hole uh yeah and again james thank you so much for joining us yeah. today this has been the fight club minute and it's ending one minute at a time and the eighth and final rule if this is your first night at fight club you have to fight we are like the Maury Povich of podcasts. People come to oh. this show because it's a train wreck. I'm giving this podcast three stars. The host keeps yelling at me. The people have clearly spoken. Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or you can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing yes. I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. <laughs>